everybody. Welcome to Predetermined. I'm your host, Garrett Callender. I'm your host, Derek Halpin. And, and this, this is, is the best be... podcast ever of all it's time. The... Yeah, like you lucked out. I don't know how you found us. I don't know how long you've been listening to us, but we've officially been awarded the best podcast of all time. You just got to say it and then hope to fuck it's true. I mean, it's isn't there like a whole philosophy about willing things into existence? Isn't that what Jim Carrey did? Like his career or a yeah. specific thing? Like he willed the majestic into reality. I mean, I'm sure there's some projects that he willed into reality, but I know for a fact like there's a story about him writing a check to himself for like millions of dollars uh, before he did Ace Ventura. And then within a few movies, he was able to actually cash that check if he, he had wanted to. And he ended up putting the check in his grandfather's grave. This is a weird place to start this podcast. It's <laughs> me j- justifying the career of Jim Carrey by his his power of will and mind. <laughs> but yes, we are willing this into existence. This is the greatest podcast out there that you could possibly be listening to. And we are thankful that you that you clicked play and now you're listening to us. Some good old boys. It's are we, we are. We're, are we we might be i think we are good boys we uh, yeah we're not good old boys we're just good we're boys. just some good boys yeah i mean once again i'm maybe i'm saying something that i'm trying to will into reality that i'm a good boy but no i think we're some good boys i think that's fair good morals i, I got some uh, I got some got some feedback apparently people are not comfortable with the fact that i am a dry sandwich boy <laughs> people don't like that i'm gonna argue that i think it's weird that you want moisture shooting into my mouth when i bite into a sandwich i think that's more strange don't don't eat a dry sandwich can we like what is the drink there for i guess to wet your whistle yeah i don't need fucking mayo and i don't need miracle whip i have a beverage and it works just fine because i'm a good boy is that a claw? That is a claw, Derek. Just because we're recording a little earlier than usual doesn't mean that there shouldn't be at least one claw in this recording. I feel a little guilty. I was drinking a beer just a moment ago, but I'm done and I don't have one. Do you want me to go grab one? I, I mean, if you would like one, you can. Um, I do. I feel like I need to apologize to you. I had quite a bit to drink on the last show, and uh, I, I don't know how it went from there. Why do you have to apologize to me? You didn't affect me in any negative way. Okay. Yeah, as long as it didn't bother you. Uh, Did you get sick? No, 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 no. I didn't get sick. Did Um, you have a good time? I had a great time, but I heard we gave some bad advice as far as relationships go. I don't know that we did. I'm not going to tell you that we gave great advice, but, I mean, other than jokingly saying that somebody should beat somebody's ass, which is when when you write into a pro wrestling podcast, the greatest podcast in the world, and you ask for relationship advice, of course we're going to tell you to beat somebody's ass. It's part of the deal, right? I don't know if that was the booze talking or if that was the real advice I'm giving, but I, I, I wonder think, if somebody got their ass beat because of us. I don't know. I, I haven't. I have not heard back from the person who submitted the question on relationship advice. I have reached out in multiple ways and have yet to hear back. Um, I will say that I did try to sneak in some real advice. I hope there's progress there. I hope it doesn't get hostile. Um, Are you comfortable 
giving people relationship advice, Garrett, of any kind. I think so. I mean, I'm not like, I wouldn't say I... Well, where was that guy last week? Because <laughs> if there's one thing the White Claw takes away from you in that case, it is your ability to give sound relationship <laughs> advice. I didn't hear a tidbit of, you should just sit down and talk it out. Or maybe you should write a letter and mail it to your roommate so he finds it, and then then you can sit down and talk it out. Okay. Nothing. Lance flowers. That's what I think. Flowers and a note to your roommate. A, yeah. A note that says, Hey, let's have a chat. The flowers are just a nice gift. They, they are a nice gift. You, you think boys should be getting other boys flowers more often? I did it to my last boss just because I knew it would make him uncomfortable. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. So on my lunch break, I found out it was his birthday. I went, bought a, a dozen roses and came back and sat them on his desk and wished him a happy birthday. That was a very kind gesture here. We are, <laughs> we are some good boys. So for the longest time, AJ styles referred to gals and Anderson as some good brothers. And I'm pretty sure like the honky tonk crowd refers to each other as the good old boys. We're just some good boys. We're somewhere in between. Yeah. Thanks for joining the good boys. The good boys of predetermined. And last uh, night, speak, speaking oh, of AJ Styles, can we talk about the fact that there's news out of WWE that I mean, this is coming on the heels of Paul Heyman being fired as the head of creative for Monday Night Raw. But apparently the reason AJ Styles got switched over to SmackDown is he had a falling out with Paul Heyman. Really? For realsies. Over anything in particular? Or do we know? So what I have heard and cannot confirm because, you know, we don't have I'm an inside me. scoop. I'm me. I wish we had an inside scoop. We're you just know how much more powerful we would be. We would be two good boys with the inside scoop and people would fucking believe us. But now we're just two good boys and that's it. Two, two good, two good boys that give <laughs> mediocre relationship advice and have a pro wrestling podcast. Supposedly, uh, Paul Heyman could have convinced McMahon not to let Luke uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson go uh, when they did their cuts a while back, and Heyman had kind of some influence, and he gave the, nah, let him go, get him the fuck out of here, and Styles found out about that and was basically like, what the fuck, dog? Fuck this. I hate this place. And then they were like, cool, we're doing this intercontinental title tournament over on the other show. Hey, trades exist. Uh, so Paul Heyman eventually gets fired as the fall guy, as was expected. You know that, you know, that announcement about the Heyman Bischoff stuff was under a year ago. Was we, it really? We were, it was, it was like middle of the summer. So the way that it was right now, Heyman was on raw and was Pritchard on SmackDown. It, it yes. Up until a few days ago. Yes. And now he's just both. And now Bruce Pritchard is both. So that that Seamus PP story that we were on on SmackDown, we could be getting on both shows. Think of all the wonderful things that have happened on SmackDown. There's the there's the Jeff Hardy uh, DUI thing. There's Roman Reigns getting covered in dog food. I mean, just quality storylines. Look, I like my wrestlers uh, to get a little stuff on them. <laughs> um. So yeah. So that's here's the thing. I, I'm I'm hearing reports that we could see a return of the wild card rule. 
the, the you mean aka just fuck it yeah the the fuck it rule whereas oh no the fucking ratings aren't where i would like them to be during a pandemic let's just have all my favorite people show up on both shows but for some reason we have two time two times as many titles as we need considering <laughs> how si- the size of the fucking roster god damn it Okay, so maybe WWE has some areas they need to work on. No shit. But last night, you and I, because we're recording on a Monday, uh, so, you know. Uh, do they need to know that? I don't know. They Maybe they like it. Maybe they, maybe they do. I don't know what information they want. That's maybe why we, we are where we are. Listeners. <laughs> we're t- we're like two, two plus years into doing this. We're like, what do they want? <laughs> what would they like to know? They want to know what kind of topping you want on your uh, pizza. They want to know what kind of filling you want in your sandwich. And they want to know what day are we fucking recording on. It's Monday afternoon. Settle in. We're going to talk some greatest wrestling match that ever happened. Yeah, I went into that thing very ready to hate it. Is that a bad look? (laughs) Is that a bad way to go into... To something I, they hyped it they hyped it yes. too much. so well let, i mean there's there's multiple ways to go about talking about this match number one there was no doubt in my mind that you were going into that match wanting to hate it you specifically yeah i was really like we're gonna get some 1995 wcw bullshit out of this match you had your fist on your hip in a defiant pose thinking, I watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. There is no way that this is going to be the greatest wrestling match that I've ever seen. <laughs> and you adjusted your monocle and you watched. I thought from the beginning that it was fucking ridiculous that they were billing this as the greatest wrestling match ever. First of all, what was actually the most impressive thing is that they acknowledged that it's a wrestling match. That Vince I- allowed that to happen. <laughs> That's all I could think about because they had it posted everywhere. Greatest wrestling match ever as they were doing it. Match hadn't even happened yet and it's being advertised. Uh, Yeah, that (laughs) that also included Randy Orton, which is okay. So that's a double edged sword, because I, I will say for certain Randy Orton is a great wrestler. When he wants to go, he can go when he wants to have a great match, he can have a great match. I will tell you for certain that when that match started last night at Backlash, I saw Charles Robinson wearing the old school WCW referee uniform, and I said, well, there it is. They did it. (laughs) Greatest wrestling match ever. Why are the fucking refs not wearing the light blue button down with little black bow tie every night? Why was he wearing that? Because it was the greatest wrestling match ever, Garrett. You got to get dressed up for the occasion. Should have broke out a fucking cummerbund. I should have put one on. Honestly, I'm a little upset I didn't put on a suit. (laughs) No, so here's the way to look at this. It's not Edge and... Unless there's some other story I don't know about. It's not Edge and Orton's fault that WWE decided to build this as the greatest wrestling match ever. Unless Edge, in order to get himself back in like where he had pressure on himself to perform and live up to the expectations uh, unless they decided to call it this to put all that pressure on themselves. So they deliver. Um, It's not their fault. 
WWE decided to do this. They thought, like, nah, there's no way this would possibly ever backfire. And if you're looking at it objectively, if you just take away the, the marketing of the match itself, it's a damn good match. It was very good. <laughs> it was fan-fucking-tastic. But I was expecting, you know, going in, I'm, I'm expecting it to not be great, and I'm expecting Randy Orton to believe it was the greatest match of all time, regardless. What signature qualities from a Randy Orton match were you expecting in this? Headlocks. Rest you got break. headlocks. I got, I got quite a few because, I mean, it was a 45-minute match. Yeah. Uh, but the What bi- made these ones work? What made these ones work? I think Edge and his selling. I really believe that Edge was getting his ass beat throughout that whole match. And he looked like he really wanted to win and just looked really bummed. I think, I mean, I guess you just spoiled the ending. <laughs> um, no, I'm not. I, I mean, in throughout the entire 45 minutes, like Edge looked like he was being put to the test. I thought they did. Re- I mean, shit. They did such good. Uh, I mean, and uh, given here's the thing to take. In, I don't know if you know this, Garrett, so I'm, I may be shocking you. You know that they taped this, right? I did know that. And I could tell. Because of the did crowd Did you noise. know that they did this match two or three times? They ha- I figured that they just filmed it and were cutting and having them redo stuff over and over again. But they'd... Apparently they worked, the- they-, they had like two or three takes of this match that they pieced together. And the news coming out of the match is that Edge has a torn triceps that he got when he was doing a second or third take um, spot. And supposedly it's the one where he got the RKO uh, from the from jumping from the top rope. Okay, when he jumped up and twisted, and it was an RKO. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, which is I guess we're gonna find out tonight where they're going with this. There's rumors Christian may be there. I don't know, but uh, this was this match was so good for a multitude of reasons. Um, I did love the exchange of the different finishers that they had. Um, the pedigree from orton and then the rock bottom from edge definitely caught me off guard the angle slam yeah going for the sharpshooter i was ready for a stone cold stunner in there i thought we were just gonna hit all the big finishers (laughs) all the attitude error finishes (laughs) um this really was a good match and then so many times there were close-ups on edge's face I, I swear to God, maybe I'm wrong on this. At one point, didn't he have Edge on a like a table, and did he lean down and say, I'm going to fucking kill you or something? <laughs> I've watched it twice, and I don't remember that, but that's not to say that didn't happen. I swear he leans down and whispers something to him. Maybe it's not that, but it's something pretty sadistic. Does that mean Randy Orton had to blade three times? Maybe they used, like, the... I, I know sometimes they use, like, the blood packets, but fuck, I don't know. I hope they're like, okay, another take. Wipe him down. Okay, put that blade in there. I do remember thinking after he bladed that like within a couple minutes, the the blood did look dry pretty quickly. What, okay, yeah, that... Yeah, and yeah, the blood dried up very, very quickly on his face. And really, the only other issue I had with the match was the crowd noise. Yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, how did you feel about them inserting... F- fake reactions 
<laughs> I like when WWE gets to decide how many this is awesome chants and fight forever chants they get in a match. Even though the people surrounding the ring, the NXT superstars, they don't get they, their mouths aren't moving yet that this is awesome chant is happening. Okay, is that who was surround? Was that the NXT like people like working? Like the, that's like the the performance center talent. Okay, okay. I thought that's the who- crowd looked unusually attractive. No, that's how it's been for weeks. Uh, <laughs> like a few weeks back, they decided they're going to start having people in attendance, like AEW's had the whole time, and they uh, they've been putting the performance center stars at ringside. Um, I think it's helped the show. I, 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 the thing that's so weird about the Edge Orton match is that objectively, if the goal was to entertain and put together like a complete performance that was enjoyable, they achieved that and then some. It feels weird when it's taped several times and then crowd noise is dubbed in. Like they just now discovered that they could do that. Um, I don't know. Like, I know that wrestling's predetermined, but that feels even amplified. Like when you're just fucking editing reality to that extent, like cause how, like no matter how good this match is, how do you hold it up against a match that you have to get right on one take that you don't get reshoots on? Exactly. That it'll never be able to be compared to Kenny Okada because that, I mean, technically they did do it like three times, but you know, not in one, one match. Right. You know that. And and I I think we talked about on this before. I I had heard rumors for a long time that like the, some of the reasons that NXT takeovers are so good is because the talent get to rehearse those matches all week in the performance center before they take it out in front of the live crowd. Is that, that's not a bad thing though, is it? I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Clearly it works. And I guess technically, you know, that guys get to work together and practice when they do house shows together and the build to a pay-per-view. So I don't know where the line is. I know that this is going to be an oddball match. Uh, I mean, not that ratings or stars matter, but I mean, you went into it not expecting much and you said you were highly entertained. So, I mean, I guess that's all that matters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Last night, Leah walked by and she's like, what is this? And I explained to her is the greatest wrestling match ever. And she knew it was WWE. So she kind of was like, Oh boy. And when she came back like 40 minutes later, she says, well, and I was, well, it's like, and somehow it was good somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, props to edge and Orton in a really weird way. I mean, the whole, first of all, I loved the finish of the match with the punt being like the, the, the nail in the coffin for edge. You mean because he won with a hashtag leg slap? <laughs> I don't, uh, the irony, right? Or is that him showing the young kids? See, you can, this slap is how your you leg, do it, bitch, but make it matter. <laughs> I punted that <laughs> motherfucker's head off. I wonder how Randy Orton feels about orange Cassidy. <laughs> Actually, I just I should start going down a list of wrestlers that I wonder how they feel about Orange Cassidy. How does Mean Mark Calloway feel about Orange Cassidy? I bet he laughs at it. I think that Mark gets it. It's he better. <laughs> like, what's what's his argument going to be? This isn't believable. <laughs> hey, in fairness to Orange Cassidy, he stays in character just as well as Taker does. 
Be- I agree. I would love to see that showdown. <laughs> I hope Orange Cassidy's the one to retire Undertaker. If you've been watching the Last Ride series on WWE Network, I'm hoping that's what we're building towards, is finding out that that's, that's going to be the crossover match we didn't know we wanted. I'm not even going to be mad when it turns out Orange Cassidy jumps ship and shows up over at WWE. <laughs> if they're making him perform the same shtick. Him versus Roman Reigns all day. <laughs> all day. What would what you get one take at this? You don't get three chances. What's Vince gonna rename Orange Cassidy when he gets to WWE? Oh fuck. Lemon Steve. <laughs> uh I have no idea. Grapefruit Jim. <laughs> Tangerine Tim. God damn. I don't know. No, um, I like that. I, I'm, I'm ready to see him fight Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman, all of them. I can tell you what you're probably more ready for, Garrett. What's you're that? more ready to see some live pro wrestling in person. Oh, I can't wait. You're going to be doing that this weekend. Yes. I'm going to Indianapolis to uh, the GCW's first show back since quarantine started. Yeah. It's going to be called. How, the, so the Leia, how are the rules working for this? Like, what, like what, what do you know? Like, I how know, are they handling having all those people inside? Oh, it's going to be an outdoor show. So it's at a state park. Okay. Uh, it's going to be, I think late afternoon. So it's going to be done before the, you know, it gets dark out. Um, they have very limited seating and the seats are going to be spaced out where only the seats that were purchased together or grouped together. And I got general admission, so I'll just be somewhere on a hill, I think. I think it's. <laughs> but there's only. Can you live stream from there? Absolutely. Or can you at least record a video? Or like, I need like a panoramic shot of what the scene looks like. It's going to be People me and Tegum's fucking partying. Tegum's. He's like, it's Tegum's. It's not anymore. We already branded you. <laughs> you've been you've been branded my friend <laughs> uh what's this card look like uh the card when they announced just the names without matching up anybody it looked awesome to begin with but then they started dropping some of the matches uh nick gage versus nate webb uh shit alley cat versus effie which i'm very much looking forward to hope they go a little hardcore with it uh blake christian versus myron reed so we're gonna get some flips Hell yeah. Uh, let's see. Ricky Shane Page and one of his goons oh, versus Ricky Shane Page. The, I don't love that the that Ricky Shane Page doesn't put the title on the line every time like Nick Gage did. I think that's the idea, right? Uh, yeah, and it's working. <laughs> he should start listing every hour and second that he's been champion. <laughs> Considering all the quarantine time that has passed, he should start counting that. <laughs> Well, luckily, who Ricky Shane Page is up against is uh, Mance Warner and Matthew Justice. So we'll get to see Matthew Justice get uh, his brain scrambled with a steel chair a little bit. And you get a little taste of Mancer. Get a little Mancer. Let's see what else we got. We got Alex Zane versus Jimmy Lloyd. Your big Alex Zane mark. Big Alex Zane mark. And what do you think? Do you think a show like this, they're going to be so excited to wrestle in front of people again that they're going to be going all out? Or do you yep, think we're going to... going to get hurt. Or, do, yeah, or yeah, the other question was, do you think people are going to be a little rusty? 
I mean, they're definitely going to be rusty and somebody's going to get hurt. Jimmy Lloyd? I mean, I, I'm sure Nick Gage has just been stewing to break something over somebody's head. So, <laughs> so sorry, Nate. Sorry, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, excited to sing Teenage Dirtbag again I'm with sure. my mask on. I want to know how many people are going to be there. I know. I want to know, too. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to decide if it's going to be 100 or less. How far is uh, Nashville from Indianapolis? It's about a four-hour drive. Not bad at all. Not for the, yeah, to be able to go see a bunch of wrestlers that I really love and get out of the house, not that bad at all. Are you leaving that morning? Yeah, I'm going to drive there and back in a day. Well, I am assuming that that will be a primary focus of next week's episode. That and also New Japan being back. Uh, I haven't watched the the New Japan that's back yet, but trust me, I fucking miss it and I'm ready to wake up at 3 a.m. Well, I have heard nothing but good things, and I'm excited that we're getting more and more stuff back. Um, but we do have something queued up for the rest of this episode today uh, that we promised we would deliver on. So, Garrett, do you want to introduce that? Yeah, we did a watch-along a few months ago, uh, right before quarantine started. And this we did a watch-along to one of my all-time favorite matches I've been in the room for. And I'm sure in this next thing we introduce it and everything but it is uh pwg bola 2016 let's see it was osprey ricochet and sidell versus adam cole and the young bucks if you have not seen this match it is a banger and watch it with us it'll bring you joy during these hard times stick around and do a watch along with us where can uh, they find this match is this a is this a ring of honor or not ring of honor is this a pro wrestling tv is this a YouTuber? Uh, this one, we, we, this one? we did this one on high spots. That's where we okay. grab the match, but I'm sure you can find it somewhere online. Um, we tell you the timestamp and everything once the next episode picks up. And I believe we're going to bring you into a bonus zone. Well, that's pretty much out of us for that's all you're getting out of us this week. Sit back and enjoy the bonus zone. That we have uh, on cue for you. Yes. Take it away, us. Bonus zone. It's another one. It's another. Oh, we're do- we're just cranking them shits out today. You've got plenty. We're we're doing. You don't know what day this is. This yeah, is the day no before idea. AEW Revolution. We are doing a lot of. That is a white claw being cracked. We are doing a lot of pro wrestling viewing. And doing some watch-alongs for you guys, and uh, we're excited to have another one on tap for you today. Garrett, this is your specialty. Yeah, this I'm very excited to do. I actually couldn't remember if we had already done one for this, but so you've never seen this match? I've never seen this match, but there's a 60-minute time limit. It's a six-person tag team match with one fall from 2016 Battle of Los Angeles. Who are we seeing here? This was one of my favorite pro wrestling matches I've ever been in the building for. Uh, six-man tag, Will Ospreay, Ricochet, and Matt Seidel on one team versus Adam Cole and the Young Bucks on the other. Goddamn. That is Think a of lot. the star power in this match. Like, really, the only person who isn't signed anywhere is Seidel, yeah. unless he's still an impact. Yeah. Because he was in New Japan. I think he got arrested in Japan. This was four years ago. God. There's just thinking, like, how much has happened to these guys since then. 
Well, Ricochet has recently graduated from NXT to the main roster. Will Ospreay is killing it in New Japan. The Young Bucks are in their own fucking promotion right now as primary stars of the show. And Adam Cole is basically he's, he's the, the NXT, fucking NXT champion. And yeah, I guess we don't know when this is coming out, but right at, at but the as time of this, this moment, recording. yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, and you would know when we're recording this because he said it's the day before AEW Revolution. Not that that's even relevant to what we're doing now, but... Other than, like, some of these people are on that match. All right, so we have this queued up on the High Spots Network. Uh, right now, we have it queued up to two hours, three minutes, and 30 seconds. That's easy to remember. Two hours, three, three minutes, minutes, 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Uh, 2016 Battle of Los Angeles. You should see a versus screen that has Will Ospreay, Ricochet, and Matt Seidel versus Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. So if you don't see that, you're at the wrong fucking part. Fix it. I'm just, this is one that you can see me standing losing my fucking fool mind. Well, make sure you point that out when it happens because I don't want to miss it. Oh, you, you'll you see it. I, I'm just, I'm excited to take you to American Legion Post 308. So where, okay, so were you living in Los Angeles at this time? I was. Was this... How long was this before you left to move to Nashville? This would have been my last bola before I moved. So this is a special show for this, you. This was. This was. Oh, this what, was. What such building? A good, what building? Are we talking about here? American Legion Post Three Hundred Eight. May it rest in peace. May it rest in peace. Or I think it's a condo now. But all right, you got it queued up. We're gonna go on three, two, one, go. Get ready. I'm I'm so ready for you to see this. One. Remind him one more time where we queued up at. You said it's on High Spots. High Spots Network. Two hours, three minutes, thirty seconds. Yep. Are you guys ready? Let's do it. Three, two, one, go. We are rolling. Got Chucky e. T and Ricochet on. Or... Yeah. This already looks like a hot crowd. They're doing the elite thing, Garrett. Look at him. Adam Cole's wearing those bullet club tights. So for those who have never been in this building before, can you describe it to me and to the listeners a little bit? Like what this is like, what it's what the smell is like, the temperature, everything. The smell is putrid. Okay. Uh, it is the smell of <laughs> a horror convention. <laughs> A pro wrestling show and a Comic-Con all wrapped into one. Uh, there's a lot of beer. They serve beer by the pitcher. It is hot. See those air conditioning vents up at the top? Don't work? Yeah, they work. They, they work fine. Just Legion Larry is not going to turn those on for you. Isn't he making money off of this? Don't you see Mr. Rick Knox right there? I do. So from what I always understood, this is what I was told about the Legion Hall. That they basically were able to use the Legion for free. And the, the Legion just took the alcohol sales. How much were, how much was a pitcher of beer? Not much. Honestly, this was probably one of the cheapest places to get a beer in LA. In LA. <laughs> I was about to ask, isn't there like a joke in, in what was that? Um, 40 year old virgin or something about it. He's like, it's $9 beer night or something. <laughs> Uh, I went to a bar once, ordered a, Adam Cole, baby. Ordered two baby. whiskey uh, diets. They handed them to me and said forty two dollars, and you thought they messed up. And I was like, for what? Oh, for these? Okay, well, you already made them, but I cannot afford a second round. So, 
I guess this is the only drink I'm having really? tonight. Really? Not that's not worth it. No, it wasn't. Who the fuck would agree to those drink prices? I do not like seeing Ricochet in things that in are trunks. not pants. <laughs> pants. This is, I see Excalibur. And Chucky e. T got Rick Knox, who specializes in refer uh, tag team refereeing. Do you look at this match and go, "We've come a long way, baby"? Uh, yeah, everybody. Well, this one fixed camera angle here. Oh, don't worry. There's some cameras going around on. Well, I the, get that, but this is the hard. This cam. is this is the hard cam. Let's see. I'm I'm excited to see who. Okay, there's Dave Meltzer. There's Brody King. Meltzer is. Meltzer, I pro- he never had to wait in line as long as we did. Is that part of the reason why people hate him? <laughs> <laughs> Meltzer, boo! That's a fucking hilarious. Because he, the only part of that story that makes it ex- like funny is that Meltzer was kind of excited that he was over with somebody for a second, and then found out the hard way that that wasn't true. <clears throat> Adam Cole looks the exact same. But he's way cooler when he can express himself more freely. <laughs> you think I'm like flipping the bird is and saying uh, "suck my dick." Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's. I think this match was the first time I saw them do that. Um, the upside down super. Kick oh, spot. this one. The people in the land of the E had never seen anything like that before. I, a super kick to a man's temple while he's upside down. Oh my god! Oh, spit These, right in the eyes. And that's it's it's racial. Oof. Sorry, I I realize I'm gonna have to speak at some point yeah, because you can't just, this is a this is one that there's just gonna be so many people flying all over the place the entire time. Is that guy wearing like? A WCW hat from when they were in WWE. <laughs> yep, and he did it. <laughs> oh, babyface pose. God, I miss this room. Does it really break your heart you won't be able to see another show in this building? It does, but I'm more happy that I just got to experience it at all. That is a very mature thing for you to say. You know, it. good things like that can't last forever. Oh, my God. And now, God, there was just so little room to do all this flying amongst all the people. But Everything was in your lap. Oh! <laughs> do you remember that? Do you remember that? No. I for- well, and maybe that's why he's the only one that didn't. Uh, oh, Rick Knox made a face at that spot. Ricochet. Ricochet's looking at him like, you just tumbled right over the thing. He's like, well... <laughs> Could have been you. Look how young Osprey looks right now with that short haircut. Where are you in this room relative to what's what's happening? Um, I would be to so we're right now we're on hard cam. I'm to the left. I'm standing against the wall. Okay. So if the camera ever shows the side of the room that's cut, like the that wall's mirrored. There should be a mirror behind me that's just steaming the fuck up from my my body heat. Your pit sweat. Because this had to have been in, like, September. Like, whenever this happened, it's one of the hottest. Oh! I mm. was like, that's a good idea. 
I mean, at this point, KO would have been in WWE. What month is this? It's Bo- it's Bola, so probably September. I want to say. I, I want to say it's usually around September. So he literally could be Universal Champion right at this second. Because remember, he had the Universal Title at the same time that Adam Cole had the ROH Title. Because there's that picture of them sharing a hotel room and they're each on a bed with a different belt. Yeah, that's true. So. And they were, the Bucks were still able to too sweet at this point. I was booing the shit out of them. And they were, and they were legit heels. Was this the last time that they had like a run as heels? I'm trying to remember in Ring of Honor, because they were heels in this room, but they got cheered. But in Ring of Honor, I guess when I started to actually tune in, they were pretty much baby faces the whole time. Man, I'm kind of jealous. Is that a bar back to the right? Yeah, back That's the right bar. corner is the bar. So there's normally a line that just goes around. Oh, I think in the front row, uh, I think Shayna Baszler and the four horsewomen are in the front row. Really? Yeah, there's Shayna, like, right by Austin. Oh, I see her. Holy shit. Yeah, she was a regular. She came to all these. She's just sucking it in, taking it in. Sorry. She just bit a woman the other day. <laughs> so. I wish that you could tell how hot it was in this room. I wish there was a way to... I believe it. Like, I understand. Like, just look how packed everyone is in there. See, and here's the thing. I may be a little bit of a bitch because I I think that would affect my enjoyment of a show. It's like we just got done off off the podcast having a conversation about why I can't attend Lollapalooza. And it's because I don't like being shoulder-to-shoulder with people in sweaty environments. Oh, this place was... Although I did it for Tenacious D and I had a damn good time. So maybe I'm not giving myself enough credit. And I like professional wrestling. And this is definitely that. Ooh! That was pretty. And he said, yes! Be proud of yourself. (laughs) Matt. Let's see. Where's Garrett at? Where's Garrett at? He's over to the left. Yaboosh. Oh, sell it. There is just... And Melter's already over there, like, already five stars. He's just making notes. I think... I'm trying to remember. This is one where... I don't know if it's on camera, but at the end, the crowd started chanting five-star match, and Meltzer, like, eventually holds a five up. Or does it lose a point because of that botch that... Okay, see that guy? There was a guy in a number 10 jersey. Okay. This uh, this guy with the 10, yeah. this guy would uh, always have a San Francisco Giants hat on and he would get so wasted in the parking lot, he would have front row every time and he would fall asleep by like the second match and just be asleep the whole show. Well, he's not asleep now. Well, he has to be awake. He had, they moved him. He had to pick his chair up. He had no choice. Can you imagine paying $100 for a ticket and going and taking a nap? Like every single time. That's how time. much it costs to get into this room. Well, like front row would have been like a hundred bucks. I mean, I'm not saying. They, I mean, if it's a fucking intimate show, 
that provides quality entertainment. Well, especially course. for that, like, I'm just meaning going. Oh, I didn't mean oh, that. Oh. I didn't mean that in a derogatory way. I, I think I was just having to wrap my head around, like, paying arena prices to get into a that indie won't turn show. the AC on. Yeah, yeah. Like, a, <laughs> like if I pay a hundred bucks, I expect to get into a building that has air conditioning. And the thing is, you when you go to this, you're doing that three nights in a row. And you're waiting in that. Matt's too sweeting himself on the apron. And I just want to let you know, (laughs) that's the kind of content I'm here for. How many nights in a row? Three. Damn. And the last night is the one you're just so burned out on. And it's the longest day because they have to finish like a round of the tournament plus the finals. But the energy's still there, right? The energy's always there. Like, that was the thing. Like, like how far was this from your apartment in L.A.? Like, how far was I probably had to drive 20 or 30 minutes. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. That's nothing. Was there, like, hotels relatively close to this? Uh, there was. Keep in mind, I've never been to L.A., number one, number two, because of that. I don't know. I can't even imagine, like, where is this located? Is it in a, in a good neighborhood, a bad neighborhood? It, it was kind a, of in the middle of nowhere. It was a fine neighborhood, I guess. Like it's a neighborhood I probably wouldn't like hang out in if I didn't have something going on. Okay. Like this. <laughs> the energy from this crowd is insane. Look at There's Nick. a Walgreens across the street that you'd have to go take poos in. And they let that happen. Uh, they didn't like it, but they knew when a wrestling show was happening because there would be all of us just just destroying their toilet. Especially you. Not especially me. I don't know if I've ever Matt, seen you get offended in that way from something I've said. I went over there to go to the bathroom once and ran into Ronda Rousey in the parking lot. Did you say hi? I did. Was she nice? Yes. Is it weird to think Ronda had such a short stint in WWE? Like that nothing more came of that? That it was like a one-year rental? And she lived out her dreams despite the fact that she was at a P... Oh, they kissed. Oh, they kissed. They were going to kiss Adam Cole on the cheek and fucking Will Ospreay. Oh, my goodness. Ricochet is smacking that turnbuckle. Do some flips. You like flippy shit? I love flippy shit. Let me ask you a, a, a question here. What do you think is more likely? That you'll ever see Young Bucks in WWE? Or that you'll see Kevin Steen in AEW? That's a really good question. I I could see him leaving and going to AEW like after his... Like, you know, when he's towards the end, if he doesn't have to do like a crazy do schedule. like one year there. I just, I don't know. I don't see the Bucks going to WWE at this point. You think that point. ship has sailed? I mean, unless like AEW has like a real XFL thing and only goes one year. Which are yeah, we already... That, that is a very interesting question. What does happen if AEW folds after a couple of years? Because keep in mind, TNT just extended them for like three, three years. Three years, yeah. So they got a nice period of time. 
Sorry, is this the time to be having this conversation while we watch this match? No, it's fine. <laughs> Oof. I believe at the time these two were the IWGP heavy or uh, tag champs. Okay. But the, it does pose an interesting question. Like, keep in mind the thing with the Bucks and the Elite and Cody and all that stuff was building over the course of what two, three years. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Adam Cole just kicked Ricochet so hard in the face that he did a backflip. <laughs> like, so if AEW were to go under tomorrow, where would all those guys go? Do they just go back to Ring of Honor with their tails between their legs? Like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and Ring of Honor's like, we don't want you. Yeah. Just kidding. Get the fuck in there. We need... <laughs> <laughs> PCO's been champion for three years now. <laughs> fix it <laughs> for some reason marty just keeps booking him as a uh, top dog you guys gotta get here marty's been head booker for two three years now things have gone off the rails i think marty's i, I don't know if everyone agrees with me but i think marty's gonna end up regretting this decision Ooh! <laughs> no way you couldn't i'd take a thumbtack spot before i do that isn't that fucking dangerous? That, That's wild. No, that could shred your asshole in half. Oh, <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck. Ewies, <laughs> I'm still trying to recover. These are the matches that, when you're watching it in person, you're like, "Oh my god, this is so awesome!" And then you can't remember anything to tell somebody after you you're saw like, it. I just, just, I can only tell you that I may have saw a man's butthole get splattered. I mean, the same night was another tag match that was one of the best matches I ever saw there, too. <laughs> Which was uh, Chris Hero and uh, Alistair Black versus the Lucha Bros. Damn. I think uh, something that makes me... Um think is like i was saying that, that the process to get to where aew is a thing and where nxt is as big as it is i mean shit will will the indie scene ever be like this again i mean don't get me wrong the indie scene's technically what bigger than it's ever been i think right it's now? still thriving pretty hard i just don't know if there is but are there stars of this capacity and is that even possible like where you could have a show that you can charge $100 a ticket for an indie show. Correct. Just because everybody's such a big fucking name. Correct. Uh, like there's guys, there's guys we can bring up on the indies that you like. Well, keep him. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think like I, I started thinking. Oh, there it is. It wasn't even Ricochet. Boosh. Style does that move in WWE sometimes. It's a backbreaker there or a neckbreaker, whatever. I'm trying to see the curtain peeking through right now. Like, uh, wait, where's it at? I'm trying to remember if this was. Look at these fucking like lanterns on the wall that are like crooked and shit. (laughs) 
That see, okay, you can see that somebody's peeking through the curtain. I want to say this was may have been the night that Seth Rollins was behind the curtain peeking through watching the matches. Really? Like, he yeah. was there? Well, there's a guy there. with a Rollins shirt in the back over there, so I don't think he would show up to a show wearing his own merch, though, right? He Well, he definitely sat there and, like, just peeked through the curtain so that he didn't show up. But there was another night that Becky Lynch came and just sat on the stage and just watched the whole show from the stage. While signed to WWE, yeah, and that was okay. did you see, did you see that I child? Did, I did see oh! the little, oh there there's got to be Garrett somewhere over there. I'm right there. <laughs> Tank top, blues hat. Oosh! God damn. Oh goodness. Doing flips ain't shit. Doing flips ain't <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the either their tag team name or their sh- That's just a, a shirt. T-shirt. <laughs> Point to the guy in the front row. You want to flip? Here you go. You get a flip, and you get it's a fucking flip. Oprah. <laughs> Props to the guy wearing the backwards Toronto Blue Jays hat here in like the second row. I was hoping that we would see... Uh, is this the bet- best match you saw in this building, you think? You're like, that's it's so hard. It is. It's really I hard saw to so say. many good matches, and I can't remember anything from any of them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one is one that I very much so remember the finish. It just... God. It had just such a memorable finish. Oof. But it's just when you're going there and it's just exciting spot after exciting spot. The reverse Rana always looks so dangerous. I for for the record, and I may get some heat for saying this. Hey Melter. I hate <laughs> the Spanish fly. Really? I fucking hate it. It's like one like it's one of those moves that's so it involves the other guy helping you so much that it kind of takes me out of it. I get that it looks pretty, but you don't just get to put your arm over a guy's chest and then do a backflip and he just comes with you. It's true. It's <laughs> like, that's, I mean, this like that one, there's at least some principles of physics where it's like your momentum carried his body over with you as you tumbled. But with the Spanish fly, it's just like, and they both jumped. What about when it's happening from like the top rope? I especially don't like it there because there's no way that guy would help you. You would just shove him off. I, I'm sorry to be that guy again. I'm sure there's some fucking person listening to this right now. It's like, Derek, there's a whole litany of moves that require the assistance of the other person. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. But off the top of my head right now, that's the one I'm criticizing. <laughs> How do you feel about seeing Ricochet? Oh, oh my goodness. There you go, Melts. Oh, goodness. Melter's not happy that somebody kicked out of his move. He has to be so in love with the fact that there's a move named after him. I think that's why people don't like Melters. There's always a vibe under him that he really enjoys the job he has well he should but i mean like to the extent where it's like 
He's a little too close to the uh, company ink. You know how they say don't dip the pen in company ink? I'm, I'm, I'm dip totally pen glad I dipped the pen in company ink, bro. Oof. No. Oh. Do you think you've seen enough pro wrestling to work like a two-minute match? No. Really? No. You seem very confident that you could, and I think you would do better than you think. You think that, well, uh, I guess if, uh, how long's my entrance? <laughs> I'm talking bell to bell. Oh! Okay, I know you're not a big fan of the cutters, but what about an ox cutter out of nowhere from the top rope? That's fine. What about this fucking Seidel cutter for Oops. the Meltzer driver? Let me, let me say. Oh, Ooh! shooting star Meltzer driver. It's not that I'm not a fan of the cutter. I just think it's overused. There is a difference. Get ready for one of the prettiest goddamn things I've ever seen in a pro wrestling match. What, just in life, maybe? Oh, that's pretty. In sync. Professionals wrestling. Like, I honestly, no joke is that hit the three count and the crowd popped. Goosebumps popped up on my arm That's just thinking about being in that room. Absolutely adorable. This uh, man missed that place. Thanks for watching this one with us. That was fun. There's Shayna Baszler smacking the ring like a fucking mark. Well, and it's funny because like Andy from Every Time I Die, who's fucking the butcher, he's in there as just a fan. I think. Does like, that make you feel like you have a special connection when you see people like who had the same kind of passion for going to a show like this as just like you joe schmo it may, uh, and then you're like oh those person those, like that person those persons those people turn it into a fucking like career i do always like when some of my favorite musicians uh end up being pro wrestling fans i actually got a concert dedicated to me once for wearing a dean ambrose shirt you've told me that story yeah <laughs> So, so how come that's not something we talk about more often? You had a Dean Ambrose shirt. I had a lot of WWE shirts. Well, back up. Like it, you had to be reconvinced of your of your affinity for John Ma- John Moxley. That's true, but I also did see him have that like real stinker of a match with uh, Lesnar at thirty two, which, from what I hear now, is primarily Lesnar's fault for not giving a shit. Yeah. Ambrose basically had nothing to do with why that was bad. And now I believe they... Although uh, Heyman would try to tell you otherwise, which I he lost a lot of credibility with me when I... We're picking a weird time to break down yeah. other things, but well, thanks for sitting in with us. That was fun. Yeah, I'm, thanks. Yeah, I'm glad you guys sat through this one with us. Can uh, we do some more PWG shows in the future? Oh, like, one... Like, yeah, I really would like to do... Um, can we go do a, a, a Bucks, Steen Bucks? Let's do it. Some one of these we'll, days, we'll figure that out soon. But you know what? I'm not gonna lie to you. I have to go to the bathroom pretty bad right now, and we got to sign out so I can do that. All right, you know our usual stuff. Uh, if you want to reach out to us on social media, we are at Wrestle Hangout on Facebook and Twitter. We're at Predetermined Podcast on Instagram. If you want to reach out to us personally on Twitter, I am at Halloween Halpin. Garrett is at Gartet. We also have an email, Predetermined Podcast at gmail.com. This has been fun. Uh, if you haven't already, this is another opportunity to plug some positive things you can do for us. You're our friends. You're listening to the show. Um, you know, hop on iTunes. Give us five stars. 
leave a nice review. If you do that for us, we are obligated, we are contractually bound to hear from you something that we have to check out, whether it's a match, maybe it's a movie, a song, a piece of artwork, a sculpture. If it's mildly related to professional wrestling, we will check it out and we will talk about it on the podcast in your honor. We got nothing else to share with you here. Hope you enjoyed this edition of the Bonus Zone Watch Along. I'm Derek Halpin, signing off. Hit our goddamn music. (laughs) 